May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our Savior and Redeemer. Amen. Well, first of all, Merry Christmas. I'm so glad that you're here, and I hope that you're here uh, ready to participate. We're going to have a participatory experience here in just a moment for this sermon. So today is Christmas. We've established that, right? But what that means is that today is actually Jesus's what? Birthday. Right. Today is Jesus's birthday. So where I come from, and perhaps this is familiar in your households and families as well, but in my tradition, when it's somebody's birthday, there is a special song that we sing. And so I think that it is only fitting. Now, I know, Ray, that this is not perhaps church appropriate, but I think that it is today fitting that we sing happy birthday to Jesus. So can you all do that with me? Look at there. Happy birthday. friends is what we call a tradition. And it's a glorious tradition, one that when you when you hear the chords played when we first even begin, I think all of us have these great memories that come up for us, right? You have these visions of cakes being brought in with candles of of party hats of all types of celebrations. It's a tradition that helps us to smile and to to laugh to have joy about the fact that someone was born. And on this day especially, we have joy that it was Jesus that was born. My friends, in today's lessons, we we read these stories about all of the different ways that God has come into the world and tried to help us see that God was here. John begins, in the beginning was the word. And the word was with us. In the beginning, that was the first tradition that was established. That words came out, that word was spoken as a sign to us that God is here, the creator of all things and all beings. And then we learn from Isaiah, from our our Old Testament reading, that there was a new tradition that was established over time because You see, we as a people, we're interesting. We will see God's work in the world, and then we kind of forget that it's happening. And then we'll see God do something really, really awesome, like flood the earth, and yet somehow we forget that God is around. And so God established another tradition. This tradition came in the form of prophets, people who would come time and time again with the word to say, Hey, God is here. God loves you. God created you. God wants you to worship and love God. God wants you to love one another. The traditions came, the the prophets came as traditions over and over and over again. And then God said, you know what? Let's establish one more tradition, one more way of reminding the people that I am here. 
and you read it, you heard me read it today, the word became flesh, incarnate, Jesus, the son. And in so doing, the establishment of Christmas, that Christmas tradition came to be, the incarnation, the celebration of the birth of God into the world. It became this tradition that we get to celebrate, as the collect reminded us, every year, this festival of the birth of Christ. It's a a wonderful tradition for us to, to cling to, and one that we get led up to by celebrating all four Sundays of Advent. And hopefully in your households, You've had traditions that have helped you to prepare for this day. Maybe in your homes you put up a Christmas tree with some ornaments that talk about the baby's first Christmas. Or maybe you have a a wreath that you, you made in the parish hall that you hung up. And perhaps some of you who grew up uh, in a more traditional household, maybe you even have a wreath that sits on your dining room table with candles. And each evening you sat together and you lit the candle for the week of Advent and prayed the prayers. You you have traditions. Some of you this evening will probably go home and eat some traditional food, right? I don't, I don't know, for, for me it's turkey and dressing. It seems a lot like Thanksgiving food. But I know for others you might have a ham I don't know, my dad's folks, they have some deer on this day. But whatever it is, you you have some traditions that bring you to this place, that help you to celebrate that Christ is alive. And I'm grateful for those traditions. I'm, I'm glad that we've had this long season where we've been hearing Christmas music since Halloween. <laughs> but my friends, my, my question for us today is, What happens tomorrow when we take down the Christmas tree and toss it into the field with my goats? When we take down all of the lights and the Christmas songs stop playing, when the stores open up, and oh my, when the schools go back in a session? What happens then? My invitation to you all, friends, is to come up with another tradition. Another way for you as individuals, as families, to keep remembering, to keep celebrating, to keep in the forefront of your mind the fact that, hey, God is here. God made us and all things and desires for us to rejoice and be glad. I encourage you to go with your families and and make a tradition that just helps remind you and ground you. And the word that was made flesh and lives among us. I worked with college students for six years, and they are a funny bunch of people. I love them. But I will tell you now, if you ask college students to commit to doing something every single week, it can be hard to do. So one day I was talking with a student, and I asked her if she could come with us to an evening lunch dinner thing around 3 o'clock, and she said to me, Mother Kim, that's what they called me there. She said, Mother Kim, I I can't come at 3 because in my family, we have a tradition where we do a huge Skype call with all of the children and grandchildren and great-grands so that we can talk every Sunday. 
Her great-grandmother was 98 years old. And her great-grandmother lived in Arkansas, where most of the family was. And when they moved and all the kids started going to college, she says, we need to be able to connect. And so they started this tradition where they would get on the phone, and there was about 17 of them, which is amazing, who every Sunday at 3 o'clock, they would call in or Skype in. And sometimes the conversation lasted an hour, and sometimes it lasted three But it didn't matter. They just all knew that on Sunday at 3 o'clock, they were going to show up and be together, remind each other that they were family, that even though there were miles that separated them and distance, that they were still family together. Now, for you all, that might not be possible. Maybe Sunday at 3 o'clock isn't the way that you can reconnect with your family or God. But I encourage you to find a way to create a tradition with you, with your friends, with your family that does allow you to connect, not just with each other, but with the God who we celebrate today, the God who decided long, long time ago to keep coming back to us in the form of the word, in the form of prophets, in the form of the word made flesh, Jesus the sun. Perhaps it might be as simple that every time you sing happy birthday, that you remember this day and think about the fact that it's Jesus's birthday this day. And that every time we have new, new life, a new year, that is a gift from God. Finally, my friends, I want to remind you that there already is a weekly tradition that is established. It's Sunday morning. You can come here every Sunday, and you will find people, friends and family, gathered together, present to celebrate the living Christ. So come, bring your friends, bring your family. And if this doesn't work for you, if Sundays don't work for you, then then find another time. We're here on Tuesday and Wednesday. We're here a lot, guys. But do... Find your traditions, friends, in all seriousness. Don't let today, when you take down all of the gifts, when you take down all of the decorations, don't let it end today. Continue your celebration into the years and into the days ahead as we celebrate a risen and a living and incarnate word. Amen.